Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Border here. Solar Coaster with Jason Burkhardt and Josh. <laughs> this is episode number 44. 44. This number is creeping up on me. Yeah, we're, we're only, we're, we're actually countdown, Jay. It's countdown territory. Countdown number annual. nine until yeah. the uh, anniversary. And I don't know how the heck that happened. But uh, right around the corner, we'll have our anniversary episode. A couple cool things to come there. This episode, number 44, the future of renewable energies with uh, Renewable Energy Commissioner Fred Rydell. Welcome to the show, Fred. Thank you. Fred Rydell. Red 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 L. I got it. I got it. (laughs) And Councilman Don Guzman, also the chair of a bunch of great committees. Yeah, thank you. PRL. PRL. Parks, Recreation, Energy, Legal Affairs Committee. Well, welcome to the show. We're really excited to have you both here. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. I know you were just in a in a in a in a meeting and you kind of rushed in. Actually, yeah, I walked out of council meeting. All right. On a. I guess we had a couple more votes left. That's how important this show, radio show was. We appreciate it. Makes us feel good. So if I lose some votes, it's because <laughs> oh, of the show. Nah, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you both for coming in. We're really excited to have you on board right now. Uh, this is the Solar Coaster. We're a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Uh, we uh, have a show every Friday at 105 p.m. on KOI 1110 AM. Uh, we're also on a couple of FM stations, so 96.7 FM Central, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. It is a call-in show, 242-7800. 242-7800 is a call-in line. If you'd like to uh, speak with Councilman Don Guzman, and if you'd like to learn more from uh, 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 Fred Riddell here, uh, definitely give us a call, and we'll we'll try to weave it into the show. we got loads of great content to cover. Uh, we really want to hear about kind of the, your vision for what's going to happen in Maui with renewable energy. That's the bottom line, right? I mean, that's what the whole thing is about and also we have the renewable or the maui energy conference you just got me on that one maui energy conference coming up next week so yep. a lot of great things happening there um so yeah that's that's kind of what we're looking to do here jay you want to tell us about the website sure absolutely go to solar-coaster.com you can actually listen live if you can't get the am or fm signals uh anywhere in the world uh you can actually jump in the studio with us you want to see what these guys look like get on the website <laughs> yeah, there click right on there. click on the live Everybody. stream live stream link you can get us uh, live on youtube right now you can also go back and watch a lot of our past shows uh hit the podcast link you can listen to everything we've ever done and of course on the youtube channel we have all the videos that we've right. ever recorded. Thank you, Jay. There's you so much. Yeah, there's every, 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 everything is up there. Uh, finally, if you can't call in during show hours, you do have a question, scroll down the bottom. You can get on our mailing list and mm-hmm. or submit a question there. It comes right to our mailbox, and we'll get your question on air, even if you can't be calling live. We really appreciate that. We get yep. these kind of random uh, you know, questions, sometimes from Maine or from Arizona or something, and it just gets so exciting. Yeah, it's really <laughs> interesting to see how far our reach is now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we are, we are, uh, the reason we're here is because of our sponsors. Yep. And we've got a great stable of com- companies that sponsor the solar coaster. I've uh, been very loyal and supported us for uh, the, this last year. So Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, Pika Energy, and our newest sponsor, Sundrum Solar. Uh, so thank you so much, sponsors, for uh, helping keep the solar coaster on the air. Yeah, you keep us rolling. All right. Uh, an announcement from one of our sponsors, uh, Maui Solar Project. We have a new kiosk in um, Queen Kalamano Center Mall. It's uh, a, kind of a, an experiment that I've been wanting to try. I wear a couple of hats here. I'm a Maui Solar, Pro- Maui solar Project person and also the solar coaster. Uh, so we, uh, for Maui Solar Project, we wanted to get this thing up and running for years, and now seems to be a great time. There's so much new technology. There's so many opportunities with the utility programs that are emerging, and we want to be able to you know, kind of spread that message right out there, right where everybody's kind of you know, walking around the mall and just going to learn about these things. So do you check us out. We're over by the Macy's section, the downstairs. Which, which Macy's? The men's Macy's, <laughs> Right, yeah. Right in front of Champ Sports. <laughs> okay, thank you. There, there you, go. you go. So yeah. we got some nice uh, shots there. Uh, and ask well. him where the bathroom is because that seems to be the <laughs> get a lot most of those predominant questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we're also on podcast. Just to run right through that, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're a podcast person, check us out there. Yep. Absolutely. All right. We're up so there. Sh- well, should we jump into our news and events, fellas? Let's do the news. Yeah. We got so much to talk about. All right. Um, first thing, right out of the gate, is China's power move. This is a really interesting article about how China actually sniped General Electric in a um, in a bid for high voltage DC power line. Right. Um, and it was actually where was it? It was uh, from Pakistan, I think. Yeah, or, Pakistan yep. from Islamabad to to somewhere. Um, really unfortunate that we couldn't take this client. <laughs> well, I think the conversation here, the theme of this is is China reaching out into the world and creating these opportunities for uh, renewable energy as it is taking the place of what the U.S. Right. used to China's, do. China's, right, China's leading in the 
solar panel production, wind turbine, and battery manufacturing space now. Wow. And they're taking over the power line transmission right. of HVCDC power line transmission, both creation and installation. Right. So right. there's actually a lot of Chinese government manufacturer workers in Pakistan now installing these lines. Right, so it's it's uh, not just that there's dominance in the solar space, but there's all, there's kind of outreach, energy, right? Energy in its its entirety. Right, I mean, geez. They, well, we just heard from oh, was it Andre Richter was on the show uh, from Meyer Berger, a tooling manufacturer out of Switzerland, and he was looking at a what was did he say a fifty gigawatt solar farm mm-hmm. with one point one megavolt uh, transmission lines? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Right, un- and it un- sounds un- unprecedented, kind of right. Right, <laughs> that that's, that's the kind of HVDC. Have you ever heard of something that size? Right? <laughs> you don't want to touch. Well, that size, all in one spot. No. Right, that's no. that's that's pretty like unprecedented. It's, un- it's spectacular. I mean, yeah. the notion of that. And what do we mean by fifty gigawatts? Hey, you know what? One of our one of our listeners, he tags me at the end of the show all the time, Fred, and he says, "Josh, giga this, mega that, kilo this. Tell us what it means, right? So what what is what? It, can you put into scale for us? Uh, 50 gigawatts of solar. Is there any way you could do that for us? You you seem like the only only guy to be comfortable asking that question. You you go like a kilo is a thousand, a mega is a million, and a giga is a a billion, right? So so you have a thousand megawatts right right so, right in a gigawatt yeah. yeah but like how many homes this these were these are four 1.1 megavolt lines running from like the west like 1500 miles west right. of shanghai all the way to shanghai well, to give you an idea let's say uh the california independent system operator uh ha- operates a grid that's about 55,000 megawatts mm-hmm. 55,000 megawatts okay so what gotcha. should be 55 gigawatts okay a lot more Okay. A thousand times. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's take a look at our. our converted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's take a look at our next one, Jay. Which one is it? The photovoltaics? Uh, this, is, this is photovoltaics. This is actually interesting because in that China Power Move article, there's actually a nice picture of the Aerial View solar power plant in a fish pond in. Uh, Oh, in the previous in China, yeah. but it's yeah. this gorgeous, gorgeous install. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this bit, that picture or not. Um, that's these. That's wow. for everybody on the live stream can check that's it amazing. out as well. But it looks like something you'd see in Venice, except all the the, the ground is just panels and everywhere because there is no ground. It's all it's all in a floating frame. So this is a really interesting article in the in the fact that everybody's looking at installing these really large solar arrays on the water. And it, well, land it, is valuable. Land, land has right? value. Well, the water has value too. But it, f- for some reason, in my mind, it seems like a really, really bad idea. With all the storms and crazy things, I mean, you, you, you're actually putting your energy supply more at risk mm-hmm. rather than mitigating risk. Yes? No? Comments? Well, <laughs> <laughs> do do I think it depends on the body of water. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, you know, if it's isolated and it's not going to fill up or something like that, maybe it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some ideas before where people want to do concentrating solar power uh, to say focus light onto a, a, a central receiver on mm-hmm. water. And that one I was skeptical on. It. You, know, you get a little bit of wind, you would expect everything to not focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doing PV over water, where you have structures down into the, um, uh, you know, below below the water line, and, you know, into the foundation, into a foundation oh, area. Right, I right. think it's okay. Floating yep. it, you know, it seems a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is talking about. Yeah. Is specifically floating frames. <laughs> but up until this kind of article, I, I think we kind of we kind of framed it with a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Photovoltaic floating photovoltaics we're using this kind of language right mm-hmm. and um, we hadn't I didn't really but you start to see these kind of larger installations emerging they're actually doing this the, the trade shows they're they're out there pitching their yeah. products they got these little like uh, these like little rafts effectively for so you know they're all over the trade shows whether it's intersolar or SPI Vegas but now they're talking about how this forecast for the future is actually pretty bullish they're yeah. saying we're gonna see more and more of these you know which is is that's the first time I heard of that yeah. Does, does, does the data sh- indicate that it's it, it's more of an advantage to have it on on a like well, a reflective type? Well, there are some advantages, uh, right? And they talk about, for example, yeah. it could stay cooler. Yeah. That's that's an advantage, right? In <laughs> one little thing in a vacuum, right? And then other advantages. Well, if land is hard to come by, and then you can use you, you utilize the the water, then you have extra space at your disposal, right? So right. those are a couple of the basic advantages. Um, but like you know, the how resilient is it in storms, right, right, and right. how how fragile might it be? It's to me, it's not, and also you have, um, depending on how the deployment works, there's discussions about retaining water, um, what do you call it, uh, keeping it from evaporating, right? So there's that discussion happening as well. Mm. Um, so and what about the effects on the ecosystem of the, of the 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if yeah, you have effectively a just waterfall. shaded it entire right, right, <laughs> entire right, exactly. lake. Yeah. Waterfowl. That's a, that's a great point. That's that's for, yeah. for many of the projects I developed in the past, if you have an evaporation pond, of course, what you want to keep out is the waterfall waterfowl that uh, could become harmed, right? So you have to be careful in the idea that uh, now you're going to cover up something that perhaps was already on. Um, you know, a flight track right. for, for the avian species. So, you so you know, I think it's a, it, everything is a balance. Nothing can be just pushed down on one side and say it's perfect. I think that there's going to be good cases for it when you're land constrained. Why not? As long as you're not creating some bigger harm. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see more flittable takes in the future. Uh, very interesting Rap, stuff. Rapid, glo- <laughs> rapid growth between 2018 and 2024. So when we do our uh, fifth episode show, we'll revisit this and see there what happens. Fifth, fifth, fifth year anniversary. Fifth, fifth year okay. Anniversary. There's a great one out of the Washington Post uh, saying that the U.S. just hit a major milestone for energy storage. Yeah, the next couple articles are all about milestones. We've got uh, huge amounts of um, batteries is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with battery, the picture lithium, of the lithium ion. Yeah, Tesla. <laughs> well, Tesla finds its way into every show. Yeah. Um, but lithium ion batteries grew 27% to 431 megawatt hours in 2017. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> big, big round of applause. We now have storage out there, which is fantastic. Um, but growth is expected to more than double this next year, 2018, uh, up to. What is it? One thousand two hundred thirty-three megawatt hour. Right. Yeah, I would say that they're sense. they're all probably wrong. It's probably going to do more than that. Really? Right. You know, okay. uh, unless it's capacity constrained on on manufacturing. Um, the interesting thing at this moment is that these technologies, when providing a peaking resource, which is often what we need now, something that could that can deliver power for say four hours, five hours, mm-hmm. is becoming cheaper or is cheaper than other resources. Mm. Cheaper than gas turbines. Right. And, and so if you were to look at like Excel Energy in the Midwest uh, on the mainland, um, they actually have published what some of those comparisons were in their recent RFPs showing an extremely low cost uh, for for battery energy storage, standalone battery energy storage. So it's, it's really amazing. And I think it absolutely is going to take off. That's but, it. That's yeah. interesting because Eric Hittinger. Um, with a tapped from Rochester Institute of Technology actually disagrees. It seems a little optimistic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems like the, uh, the, 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 the forecasts tend to be conservative across the board for renewables. It, it, would you agree with that? I would say that uh, no one ever believed that you would have photovoltaic panels, photovoltaic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's really messing me up I now. put that in your, in your mind. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, at the scale that we have today, uh, we're talking about something that went, uh, you know, to a, a total install probably on Lanai, that early project at twelve thousand uh, dollars a kilowatt. Mm-hmm. Right uh, on the mainland, you could probably build something, you know, between nine hundred and eleven hundred dollars a kilowatt. We're talking about a dramatic price uh, decrease. Yeah. And it's yeah. also what helped make it, you know, uh, proliferate throughout rooftop space. Uh, so I think uh, we shouldn't bet against technology and advancement. Absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. in a in a kind of really exciting time right now. So maybe it'll be far more aggressive. And then when we talk about peaking, can you? We just want to maybe explain a little bit of what we mean by peaking, right? So can you give us a, our listeners an explanation of how that operates? Um, absolutely. <clears throat> so um, a lot of people are probably familiar with what's called the duck curve. It was coined by the California Independent System Operator. It was this idea that in the middle of the day you're going to start to the utility is going to have to supply less and less net you know load to the to the consumer um, because there's a lot of other generation on the grid what happens though you see this big peak come up and and then come down and, and it's like when everybody got home everybody turned on their air conditioner mm-hmm. perhaps in the future they all plug in their electric car they started dinner and there's a, a period of time on every grid that there is a peak we don't really operate in this firm base load concept anymore those aren't the resources that are typically needed on most grids anymore peaking uh, is trying to provide a resource during those hours. So these batteries, they, they kind of uh, mitigate that problem, right? Yes, you, you, can, you can essentially be storing the energy, uh, you know, uh, during any t- other time, and then delivering that energy back out on, onto the grid during these four hours. You, it's, um, that's one way to uh, mitigate that. Another way to mitigate that is through demand response. Uh, the utility, as you probably have seen, um, has a, a demand response program. It's been moving uh, uh, forward. 
Um, I actually have been talking with uh, Don Guzman about this one, and we've been working to get the county more into this because it saves in two ways. Essentially, what you're doing is you're reducing your load to the grid, getting compensated by some amount by the utility to do that, and then <clears throat> they're able to manage that peak without having to install new generators. So the utility was looking at, in, uh, about a year and a half ago, installing uh, five megawatts of diesel generators on Maui on a temporary basis. They may still need to do something like that mm -hmm. to deal with it, but what we're doing as part of the county is saying, how can we adjust how we operate our system, even without a battery, to do exactly the same thing? So there's gonna be this mix in the future between demand response, batteries, uh, all sorts of things like that to manage this so that you're not making another investment in the grid mm -hmm. that you can do through a services contract on a, on a cheaper basis. Okay, yeah. okay, great. Thank nice. you so much. For that yeah, we actually, uh, through through Fred's um, diligent work, we, we, we looked at the county saying, okay, look, how can we actually save money mm. instead of having to cut the budget, cut employees, cut salaries, right. cut benefits, cut um, social services? Did you know we never did an energy audit in the entire history of county? Uh, no of the kidding. County until no kidding. We just we just completed it last uh, last summer. Yes, yes. And, and we we focused on the War Memorial Stadium mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and the um, facilities. I remember when War Memorial was on the there was an RFP, a countywide RFP, maybe about seven years ago or something, and we did uh, we did layouts and everything for the War Memorial. But that's that's a huge energy uh, use. Yeah, site, and right? then and uh, Fred, we were able to RFP request for for services, got mm -hmm. a bid, got an uh, an audit team came in, and yeah. it was like a savings of one point two million. That's amazing. We could, we could we we could save as long as we made the adjustments over like that, over like a lifespan or like yes. a twenty year lifespan. Yeah, so or something? so the um you know no, it was yearly. You no, no, annual. Well, annual. No, that was yeah. that was the total benefit. I think oh, we, the total yeah. the annual uh, benefit was about one hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars right. if you made all these investments. But right. it, most of them had a very short payback. Yeah. Because it's it's like, a lot of like old one or two year payback. Some of them, stuff, right? some of them were yeah. absolutely one yeah. and two years. Lighting so like, and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's simple things to do that you, you know that uh, it's just really do we have it in the budget? Because the way things are budgeted is you know how much money do you have that you could spend? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at, at ways of being able to do that. And we're looking at doing another one. Uh, you know, Councilman Guzman says, well, what, where, what are you doing next? Right. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna go look at the police station, right? And, right. and so so you know. I've been talking to the police chief and trying to see, can we look at that facility? Because it has some uniquenesses that, yep. you know, we can transport what we learned a lot from uh, the, the uh, War Memorial facility to other facilities Definitely. and make that savings. But, you know, let's see what else we can learn, too, given its yeah. uniqueness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because we're only talking about one facility. Right. Now, what, what happens to the various other departments? And within those departments, we have multiple facilities, mm. right? Mm. So you add up all those savings. Gosh. we. Be, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. It's you huge. You know, I, I love the way you tied the conversation about not making cuts to various services within the community to these to the energy audit and to the changes yes. in in how we use energy and the types of efficiencies of systems we deploy. Because one of the really cool takeaways I got from the the show with uh, Mayor Alan Arakawa was this notion of if we can own our own energy, it's it's not like a it's not like a small or kind of a an ancillary or a side conversation or even one of many conversations. It's almost like one of the biggest conversations. Because when you think about it over the lifespan of systems, uh, the notion of either exporting that money either in kilowatt hour payments to like a, a another you know like a like a next era for example, or exporting it in petrodollars to uh, you know to for, for fossil fuels, it's a huge loss of wealth for the county, right? But if we can make those efficiency measures building by building, institution by institution, yes. it is literally saving people from having cuts to the social services and Chris, things that you mentioned. Yes, I mean, absolutely. it's exactly the point that I got from the conversation with the mayor. Yeah, it's been a little while since I looked at the numbers, but when I first started coming out to Hawaii to, to see what could I do here, right? I think uh, it was in 2000, uh, the 2006 to 2008 timeframe, uh, Hawaii was exporting uh, more than $5 billion a year for fuel. Mm -hmm. $5 billion. Mm -hmm. Oof. That's amazing. That's a lot of loot. And where are we today? <laughs> uh, we're, we're not much. Well, I think we're lower than that because of the price of, of oil. Right. And, we, and, we, and you are seeing decreases in the amounts that we have to um, uh, import for certain certain things like electricity, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, we have a regulation to start to push that down. Right. What, what we haven't made a big move on yet is transportation. Right. And so... Um, Although that's in the in the works, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've yeah, absolutely. That there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a... Absolutely. Uh, I mean, definitely... <laughs> 
you, you have some countries that are already they have the, a full on electric buses. Our I bus just came system. back from Japan. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to get them. Oh, come, we need electric buses. No doubt. Yeah, we need electric buses. From yeah. what I understood, there's there's a, a serious push to do elect electrification of public transport. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so actually, Honolulu's yeah. starting it. Yeah. 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 Whoa, whoa. And so, um, you know, this coming Tuesday at uh, the Councilman's um, Committee, PRL, if you want to try that acronym <laughs> out, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, we'll be reviewing the alternative vehicle assessment that was done to make a first understanding of where we're going to go next on transportation what vehicles can we get going you know and we looked at the fiscal year 2018 budget we'll need to make another study to make all the pathways to 2035 2045 and what we're going to do mm -hmm. but uh you know we're actively seeking funding um many people don't know about but we're actually looking at an electric bus too and so we've, we've right. been, you know yes. we uh uh, there, I don't know how many are familiar with the Volkswagen settlement funding. Mm -hmm. I was an owner oh, of one of those right, turbo diesels. Right. I loved that car. Oh, you know, no. <laughs> but uh, I did sell it back. You know, it, it was a very high NOx polluter. And the, um, uh, but ultimately, the settlements that come to all the states, Hawaii will get about $8.125 million um, for mitigation. That is going to be managed by the Hawaii State Energy Office. All of the counties are looking at, you know, what's the best way to use that uh, for mitigation. We want to do a couple different things, but one of them includes, you know, mixing in to our our fleet of uh, you know Bronco uh, buses one unicorn, mm -hmm. right? And um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, that experiment goes well and nobody ridicules the unicorn. Right. But uh, I don't think <laughs> that's, that's going to happen. I think it's going, you know, it's a really <coughs> cool idea. When our transportation department looked at the electric bus, they opened it up and say, I don't have all these problems back here to deal with. I don't have this exhaust system. I don't have that problem, you know. So although it's unique, it, it now it's interesting. Now it might be a savings in the long run on maintenance. Who knows? But we need to sit, f figure out how this can work. Yeah, that's a biggie. From what I understand, the maintenance costs are lower. Total cost of ownership yes. is lower over the traditional <laughs> diesel. You can also think of the bus as a bit of a storage solution too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it may provide some services. You know, right now the whole uh, bus fleet parks overnight, you know, and collects dust, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we're going to have to charge those at night, but at the same time, they're going to be able to provide some services. So it might be that, that we have now this asset that we build up that has value overnight, mm -hmm. that's managing some things, ultimately reaches the morning charged, but also provided good scheduled load, you know, you know, for the utility to use or to deliver to that helps them manage their operations. So there's a lot of efficiencies wow. you can get when you start to do that. It's awesome. Nice, nice. It works on so many levels. Okay, so um, Jay, what do you think about our news and events? I knew we were gonna kind of uh, jump yeah, we, right we, into we, the conversations here. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's knock these out really quick. Like I said, we were talking about um, total um, milestones. Right, hit. like big ones uh, that have been big, happening. Big ones, I, yeah. I, I like this one because we are so far beyond <laughs> And yet uh, solar rises to nearly 2% of US generation in 2017. Where are we, where it, where it? What do you mean? Where do you think? Hawaii? Maui County. Oh, well, from, oh. Uh, Maui from the County. total. Sol solar exclusivity is in the 20s, right? Yeah, but somewhere in the, in the 20s. But yeah. the, the middle of the day from uh, instantaneous generation, I thought that, um, that you're getting about 92 megawatts of generation uh, over 160. So a massive amount. The nighttime load that the utility or the daytime load that the utility delivers in the last few months has been lower than the nighttime load, Whoa. which is just so different. Mm -hmm. and, and it's really, yeah, it's awesome. a. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a sign of success. And a lot of people look at this as, a, oh, this is a problem. I think you have to find the solutions to make sure that it, it moves forward properly. Mm. But it's, it's a sign of a success for sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. So uh, leading the way out here in Hawaii, right? So, Absolutely. By far. Uh, and what else, we also had something. Was it California had something? And California actually, just actually what I think you were talking about because they were talking about the the peak daytime, right, Jay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. California also set two new records. Um, Forty-nine point nine five percent at uh, twelve fifty-eight p.m. So that's one o'clock in the wow. afternoon. Uh, so it uh, pretty much fifty percent of their total energy need was generated through solar. So I guess they'll soon catch up to us. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting <laughs> there. Not bad, California. You're doing a good job. Yeah, you know, we'll just, cheer, uh, we'll take cheer, a look at we'll cheer them on. <laughs> Very good. Josh, you want to take the next one? Because this is, this is right yeah, up the alley here. This is, um, this is something that, I, and actually I mentioned, so this article here is from pvmagazineusa.com, 
and the title says IRS rules energy storage upgrade to solar ITC eligible. And what does that mean? I mean, well, they're, what they're talking about in this article is effectively that you can put in a solar system and then later on down the road, you could get ready for batteries and put them in maybe like, and I'm not sure exactly the time frame. let's say within it, a year. It or does maybe, say more than one year. It doesn't say year. how many yeah. more. Uh, and it looks like it was a, a, a letter. So you can take that battery and then you could take the ITC on it. Right. Um, the 30 percent federal tax credit. Right. And that was something that was never really clear. There was a discussion about it, but it looks like it's been in a private letter ruling published on Friday. The IRS said that a battery added to a solar PV system a full year after solar installation was completed is eligible for the full 30 percent ITC as long Here's the caveat, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, we already kind of knew this, but as long as it is 100% powered by solar. Now, that's that's an important thing, mm-hmm. right? But um, yeah, so what do you think about that? I mean, well, geez. so the um, you know the the uh, private ruling letter, of course, you know that's something that you're going to be it's going to be bankable. You're you're essentially saying that I'm going to get this treatment by the IRS. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, of course, that a new construction with solar and and storage uh, would have been eligible. I think the the retrofit is what people worried about. Um, The interesting part, and I hadn't had a chance to read that yet about the 100%, it used to be that at least 90% of it had to be uh, uh, charged by uh, renewable energy. Mm. And um, so it it seems like that that part changed some. You would just get a discount on the ITC. uh, If you did like 90% down to 70, I think was what you had to do before. Mm -hmm. So this is a a little bit of a change. I haven't had a chance to really review it. Yeah, it's exciting. And and, from a perspective of, of of a solar guy, Okay, a guy in the field out here trying to put solar systems into people's homes. We were always trying to model this and go, well, how do we get batteries into people's homes now? Because everybody, a lot of, I mean, 20, one out of five people has a solar system here in Maui. Right? You talk to people, hey, do you have a solar system? You ask five people, you're going to find one or two that do. And it usually seems like more, actually, right? Yeah. And uh, we're doing it in the mall now as we're, you know, accosting people. Um, but the, the notion was put an extra solar and put in a battery so they can t- harvest full tax credits. But what this yeah, clarifies yeah. here is that someone could say, you know what, I got plenty of solar. I don't need any extra generation, but I do want a battery backup and I can still take the tax credit. I, I think that that's, I mean, in, in terms of getting some kind of incentive, I mean, you have the federal level and the state, but we don't have on the county level. Right. And and that's where lies the issues is like, we, if I, am I referring to the legal part of my yeah. committee, we still have the wind turbines in, in litigation. Right. And that was because uh, we were uh, initially um, taxing them uh, as a real property tax. Okay. And they were coming in saying, no, it's personal tax, like in other jurisdictions. So there was this big litigation and right. it was still pending. Okay. So, you know, and the reason why the county wants to claim it as real property tax is that's how we, we, we get our revenue. It's yeah. all on real property tax. Yeah. So yeah. there's no... There's no tax incentive. They come here, they do business. Right. What? What's the benefit for the companies to come? So I think that we really need to incentivize, mm-hmm. not 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 punish them, mm. but incentivize them to yeah. come and do business here. I mean, I'm a big believer yeah. in in government support on various levels. I never even thought actually on a county level. That's a really interesting yeah, conversation. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have any incentives. Um, yeah. So trying to attract uh, attract. Is that gonna, is in fact, that we're trying to tax the new, them more. Right. Yeah. right. Is, is that going to affect the new RFP? Oh, well, I mean, um, I guess there's no, there aren't any existing incentives, right, for right, the county right. level. So, Is that correct? Fred? Well, they're, they're going to look at this. Yeah, <coughs> I have to look at um, from the real property tax. I'm not sure on the commercial aspect of an independent power producer. For If you put solar on your home, though, um, you don't get assessed for the value of the solar system and the determination of the value of your property. Mm-hmm. Um, that part, I, I, so that, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's that, that that's on like a residential type, right, you know, but right. I was more on the commercial yeah, side. Sure, I guess. Sure. So, like, how mm-hmm. do we bring the 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 big companies here to to actually? Yeah, the, and the, and we're definitely in their in their sights right now. The yeah. big companies there are not unfamiliar with Hawaii and Maui, right? And then actually, right now, one of I don't know if we're in that stage of the news and events. Um, well, if we, maybe we could skip the um, uh, we go to the Hawaii part, uh, Jay, yep. for a yep. moment if you don't Absolutely. mind. Nope. Uh, one a, one of the uh, major companies out here. Well, I know it from hard here. Uh, uh, Haleakala Solar was just purchased yep. by Peterson Dean. And Peterson Dean, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not too familiar with uh, roofing and solar contractors in the mainland, so I looked him up and I called a couple of friends, and I was like, whoa, 
oh, these these guys got some muscle. I mean, it's a serious company, thousand like three thousand employees. Don't mm -hmm. quote me on that, but it's something like that. And so they're doing a you know tremendous amount of business. So they're definitely interested in being a part of this revolution. Uh, and you know, in some of the articles and the press releases that we we were looking at here, they're talking. It was like, why would you do this? Well, we this all of the templates are being designed now. All of learning how to interact with on-grid batteries, learning how to sell solar in this environment, it's all being defined here. And so we need to be a part of that revolution. And I think they're looking. Hey, we'll be a part of this, and then we'll bring it back to the rest of the country. That's my take on it. Anyway. Are they going to come for our, our energy conference next? Um, week? Um, good question. I, I didn't see him on the list. Okay. You can put out an invite right now. <laughs> yeah, let's put out an invite. Uh, yeah. I, actually, I just tried to friend the uh, the CEO of Peterson Dean. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can uh, get on LinkedIn. Out. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the family. Come on out. Come on out, guys. Yeah. Come on out, guys. I mean, this, this is where we're, like we said, this is where we're doing the research. And uh, yeah, I can absolutely understand that they want to be out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, which one do you want to handle next? We had a, so many news um, uh, articles. There's this so much, in. so much going yeah. on. Um, do you want to do the consumer cost shift, cost shift one for national? Yeah, let's do that real yeah. quick. So um, do this is the important one. Yeah, do do so. There's this myth <laughs> going around. Um, do solar consumers create a cost shift to non-solar consumers? Is what what this article is all about. It's a big conversation and, point. And it's, it's a, a myth that seems to be perpetuated by um, utilities around the nation. So that every time someone puts solar on their house, well, there's some kind of mooch. And now they're not paying anymore. Oh. And we need to charge you more because we need to keep up our, our infrastructure. Really? They're still connected, but they're not paying us, right? So that, that's a problem. Now, um, a, a number of research organizations have gone out there with the um, Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory just released their study. And the numbers are really, really interesting. The, the basic answer is no, not a chance. <laughs> well, at least from this article. <laughs> at least um, from this yeah. article, well, the, from, from, the, from the, the Berkeley report, mm -hmm. right? But the number is really interesting. Where was it? It was like five one thousandth of a cent per kilowatt hour or per kilowatt that was actually well, added. Zero. It's not zero. It's, right it's not zero, <laughs> but it's it such, such an infinitesimally yes. small number. Mm. I mean, I to put that in perspective, my house is, is four. So I, what, um, two, four, 20, 20, 20, two, two one-hundredths. <laughs> two one-hundredths of a cent I, I cost everybody else. You know? it's, it's not. So does that hold that's, true, that's though, in the, in, in the islands on a smaller level, on well, a, that, on that, a that, micro I level? I think that that's, yeah. that's the um, part that you have to think about, right? Um, and it's it's likely a part of why uh, the Public Utility Commission um, uh, only allowed for a certain amount of net energy metered projects at 100% net energy meter value, right? Um, it, so it's really what is that dollar credit that you're getting uh, to do it? Um, in the first increment, when when there's still a load in the middle of the day for the utility to serve, right? You can imagine that. Um, you know, a little extra capacity in there is reducing the amount that the utility has to do, mm -hmm. right? Now, take that to the other extreme, because I'm an engineer, I kind of look at, okay, how am I going to bookend this equation? I could say, well, okay, now I get to the point where I have to install a battery to absorb that energy mm -hmm. or change my operations of these diesel engines, you know, that they're still in diesel engines at, at the moment. All of that investment and all that operation cost is borne by someone and whoever's paying for the grid, right? So there's a balance. It's, it's how much. There's no, um, let's say there's no continuum of this is the answer. Point double or triple O one cent per kilowatt hour um, wouldn't be the same for every single mathematical solution, right? Mm -hmm. um, for sure, it, it's, a, it's a benefit. It's reduced the amount of uh, imported fuel. Um, and I usually give people this other example though. Uh, I usually use either Starbucks or a grocery store. So which one you want? Uh, Starbucks. Starbucks, okay. Uh, somebody goes into Starbucks and they put this cup on the counter and they say, um, fill it up. I'd like that. And they give you a discount, 10 cents. Let's call it net energy metering, right? Now, that person might say, I'm wealthy enough to own a coffee maker. I'm going to fill up the cup and I'm going to go to Starbucks. And I'm going to use the air conditioner, use the, uh, the creamer, <laughs> use the bathroom, you know, and, and but I'm not going to pay anything at the register, right? Yeah. Now, at some point, if somebody's using all those resources, somebody has to pay for it. The person that wasn't wealthy enough to buy the coffee maker too, right? And so, so there's a balance in there. Mm -hmm. You know, at some increment, it, it's beneficial. People are contributing. They're, they're part of that system. At another increment, it's not, you know, it, it, right. it may be detrimental, right? So, <coughs> so it has to be a balance. And I, I hope 
that our utility always takes that into consideration. The Public Utility Commission always takes that into consideration. That's kind of why I like, you know, community-based renewable energy, another initiative that we're, we're trying to move forward, right? There's many people who are paying for the utility out there um, that are in a condo, they can't afford the home, they rent the home, they need to have access to solar power because that's really ultimately going to be beneficial for yeah. all of us. And so Absolutely. I want to find ways to make those projects so cheap that they're the next thing for tomorrow, right? And so we're looking at how can the county um, you know, provide land to do those sorts of projects? How can the county guarantee the revenue of that by subscribing one of their own meters, right? And, and it might really take off. And, and then, you, you know, working with the, um, <clears throat> with the county, how do we get the low to moderate income people into those programs so they aren't left behind? So we absolutely are, are sure, and there isn't this debate about somebody being left behind, but there's right. absolutely an that's equal a great, system. That's a great response, and, and I think that's really amazing about that. We're talking about the democratization of renewable energy, right? Mm -hmm. That's really exciting, because I've, I, haven't found, I haven't met a person yet, no matter who they are and what side of the political spectrum, that isn't really excited about solar energy. Everybody loves it, right? It's a cool thing. So um, we, we actually have one of those articles, but we are still kind of a little bit far behind on our news and events. <laughs> yeah, really, really. So why don't we do this? we got to run our commercials, and we'll come back, and we can just kind of go freeform, just like we've been doing and have fun yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> Aloha and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tsubuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tsubuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tsubuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Batter Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak hour efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right, those are great uh, commercials from our sponsors. Uh, thank you so much, sponsors, for, uh, for helping us out and keep this thing running forward. Yeah, again, many mahalos to the sponsors for keeping us on the air. All right, so uh, we got so into conversation earlier in our news and events that we kind of like uh, we, we're, we're gonna. I think we'll skip a couple of those, Jay. What do you <laughs> we're say? Gonna, we're gonna have and to. We'll jump right on. into our main product focus at one forty-five. So uh, we we uh, yeah we have you know. Councilman Don Guzman, and we have uh, the Renewable Energy Commissioner Fred Riddell here. And, you know, I wanted to get a little bit of an intro and a background on, on you both and how you kind of found yourselves in these commissions related to energy. Oh. And maybe we could get a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of an intro if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, well I, I got involved in it because I uh, well, elected uh, on the council. And then every council member has subject matters. Uh, and then 
they, they basically, I had um, energy, agriculture, economic development, and legal affairs. And so they just switched me around and I still have energy. So every, I've had energy ever since I've been on the council. Right, okay, yeah. okay. So not that I, um, a, a, you know, an expert in it, but I, I, I find it very interesting, at, le at least on the legal side of it. Right. You know, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, opinions and, and uh, commissions on the public utility. And you're an attorney by trade. Yes, yes, right? yes. And yes. I find that in the energy industry, attorneys, they, they're they actually a really important part of that process. And I'll see webinars and things of that nature. I'll say webinars for attorneys in right, the right, industry right. and webinars for non-attorneys, you know? So it's a... Well, I mean, it's just yeah. a growing field because of the fact that there's so much uh, new technology and how do you keep up with the, right. with the regulations? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So. How about you, Fred? Sure. Um, well, my background, I started out in nuclear power on uh, submarines a long time ago. <laughs> and then I did some other stuff uh, between there. And then, uh, oh, I think in 2005 or four, I started coming out to Hawaii on, on the advice of a friend and um, that I should come here and see what I could do with solar power, you know, because I was at that time developing uh, some of the larger s solar projects that were in California. Um, long before everybody knew how to spell solar, I guess. Um, and uh, so those projects didn't die off. And, and then um, came out to Hawaii many times here to Maui to try to do projects. And I just found it very interesting and, you know, and a really interesting dynamic on how things have moved here. And um, a few years back, the mayor asked if um, I wanted to come out and um, join him to help, you know, guide the direction. And then I um, met Don Guzman, and uh, he's always been supportive of the energy things that I've been pushing. Um, to, you know, thoughtful about you know you know letting me into the committee, make sure we're educating, um, you know, the public and educating the um, council on the different initiatives. So I've always appreciated that. Do you, from from a perspective of uh, someone that's been in the industry back in California doing these big systems, is how does Maui? How do you view Maui? What does Maui look like to you? In the energy industry, which what what role does it play in the general industry? And I tend to think of it in certain ways. And we laud Maui all the time. It's such a wonderful place. It's it's you know it's the tip of the spear. It's the future. Of, I mean, is that how, what, do you share that perspective? Yeah, it's it's not a huge market, but it's somewhere where you can prove something. Mm. Um, it's uh, if you look at Molokai, um, you know, it's an extremely interesting grid. The um, the grid there, right? What, what are they doing now, or what are they looking at now? They're looking at putting in a load bank. Uh, to try to manage that grid because it has a lot of uh, photovoltaic on the grid. It has a very low inertia per megawatt, so you know that not a whole lot of spinning mass at every uh, at every moment to stabilize the frequency. And so they're like, hey, now we have to do something new. We have to come up with a solution. Let's try this load bank. I'm like, oh, so you're going to put a toaster in the forest to control your grid? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it's. <laughs> But it's needed. It's something, you know, it, it sounds crazy, right? We're all focused on this thing on top of the grid, you know, uh, or top of the house or, or, you know, the solar panel. But there's so much that goes into making the grid operate, you know. And, and so that's what I really like about it because there's all sorts of innovation that's going to come out. Um, what, what I would really like to see are more companies getting involved in that innovation. And, and that's part of what we're going to hopefully see some more at, at the Maui Energy Conference, you know. And I still think if, if uh, we're going to be this experiment out in, in Hawaii, that the, the ratepayers who often are, you know, sort of the subjects of the test, if you will, that somebody comes in and does with the utility, somehow some of that value besides just, you know, being part of that experiment, being on the leading edge, has to come to the ratepayers. And I would like to really see some sort of for-benefit sort of uh, yeah. idea you know, yeah. uh, being out on that leading edge. You know, why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we getting, you know, if, if we're part of that experiment and then you leave this us your leftovers, great point. you know, why aren't we actually seeing something, you know, here? Yeah, it's interesting. I've gone on record saying that we, we are the Petri dish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. But I've never actually thought about that. That's an interesting kind of, well, of course, I don't pay. Yeah, this comes back to the conversation <laughs> about companies coming out here and, and wanting to participate in this. Like Peterson Dean bought Haleakla, not because it's a huge market, not because there's a massive amount of people to sell to, but because what's happening here is going to be relevant to the rest of the country. Yeah, this is where they learn how to do right. the right? things that they're going to have to do over the next 20 years. And so they should, maybe they should give us a little <laughs> bit of support for that. Well, if, if, if they, uh, if they're, you know, what would be interesting if I wanted to buy um, a company that did a lot of rooftop solar here is that I have access to every single one of those customers, mm -hmm. right? right? Um, <clears throat> if they're going to deploy new technologies, that power, per that agreement probably has that company 
being the one that's deploying those new technologies. So there's there's a, a, a second door, you know, into the market that's going to open up as opportunities open up. Hmm. And, you know, so it makes a lot of sense to me. That would be my guess. I have no idea yeah. for sure. I'm just looking at it as a business sort of guy saying, hey, you know, what's the value, right? You right know, yeah. Some people might say, well, they're not doing a lot of rooftop solar. And I'm like, well, but they have a bunch of customers, mm -hmm. you right, know, and, they, right. and there's new technologies that are going to be deployed. Hey, Don, what, what do you think about, I mean, had you, did you ever think, I mean, I, I, were you born and raised in Maui? Or did you I, I, was, I was born in the Philippines, and then uh, my, uh, my father, uh, we, we immigrated to Honolulu, and then mm -hmm. he was in the Air Force. And then okay. I, I, I spent um, my grade school and, and uh, part of my middle school mm -hmm. traveling around, mm -hmm. and then finally got back. Yep. Yeah. So uh, early, so in the early years of looking at Maui, right? You've been a um, a, a community leader for many years now. Um, you know, did, did you think that something like this would happen to Maui, where it would become this kind of template for something like renewable? Oh, energy? absolutely not. Right? I mean, it wasn't I mean, on our radar. No, right? it wasn't on our radar at all. And I and I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the fact that our Office of Economic Development started this energy conference mm. and it's in its third year, I believe. And this is next week. Yeah, right? next week. And we've brought this is a great one. Yeah, and and. You, are you have you ever attended? Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. You have uh, people from all over the world and um, international. CEO and, of Mercedes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boris uh, Borman, yeah. I think is his name, is going to be there. And there's like a, a, just a, a just a rundown, a laundry list of all the really kind of yeah. amazing people in the industry. Yeah, it's just the opportunities. I mean, it's, you you have the sun, you have the uh, the water, you have you know all the resources here. It's just a, a matter of uh, it's a microcosm that you can actually just yeah you know try it's like you're right we are a test field but uh, once it does fly i mean you actually can get the raw data immediately it's I, I find it interesting because i tend to think of it jay like it's um it's not what people are thinking about maui when they come here because we get what two oh. million people two and a half million people coming annually half, yeah. something like that so when they're coming here they're thinking i assume they're thinking you know beaches in maui and all the beautiful wonderful things about maui um but there's this whole other side of it that these that these visitors could be seeing and then going back to their respective environments around the world and maybe they'd be inspired. People, we, I mean, let's face it: when people come to Maui, they're inspired, right? When they come here, they're like they're blown away. I mean, that's pretty much the standard, yeah. right? Yeah. So if they could right. be blown away by not just how beautiful it is and all the great natural resources, but also how amazing the renewable energy deployment is, I think that could be a really great thing. Yeah. I mean, it goes hand in hand because look, we're, we we we're dependent currently on tourism and we we need to make sure that we are self-sufficient and we're, we're, we're energy saving and we're renewable so it all goes hand in hand right you know it's you, you we, we can't have an island and all of a sudden there we're using cogen and there right. we're in fact it, it potentially preserves yeah. all the great assets that the, for the, right. the people coming in the first place right, right? so right. okay well let's um we did have a maui the energy conference on our list so let's give it its due kind of course we're at 53 right now but yep. so uh <laughs> okay. what 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 should we tell the community uh, what should we inform the community about the, the energy conference well it's um the uh topic this year is decarbonization mm -hmm. and it's um the uh idea here is the innovation and, and the business opportunity around that uh, so I think that that's really an exciting idea. Um, you know, what you might have seen recently in the um, in the new tax bill is uh, uh, carbon credits. I don't know if people actually noticed that that was buried in there. I didn't. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know for either sequestration or for something that uh, works in a cycle like say biofuels. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, that idea, you know, you know that uh, when we first started the conference. There wasn't, you know, uh, a market for it. You're really trying to do something, and then you're reducing carbon. But if, we, if you're getting a price for it, I don't know if that price is right or not. But if you're getting a price for it, you're going to start somewhere, and people are going to look at that and say, "Hey, I might make a choice now." Right. Mm. So the, the conference is exploring decarbonization. Um, there's a, a panel that I'm doing on uh, venture capital and, and looking at um, that opportunity. We're doing reverse pitches with the Elemental Accelerator. Uh, where we're saying, hey, we've got this problem. Here is some of my data. I'm looking for solutions to be better in all sorts of ways, and not just making it, hey, I just want to decarbonize. Well, that's just such an easy thing. You just go get this magic thing over here, and you're done. <laughs> no, the, um, the idea is, uh, uh, you know, the police force, of course, still wants to be effective. The police force still wants to have officer safety, um, you know, let's say. But they also would like to reduce their carbon emissions. They want to be efficient because, as, as the councilman was saying, in the future, we need to make sure that we can pay for everything, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so we need to find those. And, and so there's this intersection there of decarbonization and, and you know, perhaps being more efficient. And so that's one of the reverse pitches you'll hear from the police chief. It should be very exciting. That sounds yeah. that sounds great. I can't wait to go next week. It's going to be right a lot on. of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing stuff. So we had. Um, uh, Wish so, I could. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. We're working. We we got we got four we got four minutes, gentlemen. All right. So I had this idea here. So we got right after this, we're gonna we're gonna boogie over to Miko because they have their two p.m. to explain their new programs, right? Yep. So um, I, I wanted to just kind of ask some questions and maybe get some quick fire responses if that's okay, right? So we got this. Um, uh, let's focus on the utility side. Yep. Okay. Done. Make sure we get that. Out of the way. So we have a CSS program. That's the on-grid kind of self-supply program. Any 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 thoughts about that program uh, from either of your perspectives? Um, I would say that uh, you know it, it still is an interesting vehicle. Um, maybe the price is still high at a, at a residential uh, point for a lot of people to jump in. But you know I think that that's almost like the model that they're talking about in the power supply improvement plan into the future where 100% of all the energy from all the houses are, is going to come from the houses, mm -hmm. they're just really going to manage the services. Here, you need to manage the services with your battery. So it's a, it's an interesting point. Okay, okay, three minutes, right? Sure. How about CGS Plus? That's the one of the new ones. That's a, a backfeeding program uh, that we got right now. Any thoughts on that one? Um, this is where you're getting some amount of credit for what goes out onto the grid. Yep, correct. Uh, it just really, again, it's a num number saying what value are you getting for that energy that you're putting out onto the grid. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's it's like net energy metering at a very reduced price. Right, that's value. what you got. What you got. We're yeah. trying to figure out if we can incorporate batteries to CGS Plus. We think there's a little uh, bit of an opportunity mm, there. Mm, yeah. Right, <laughs> and uh, it looks like you can. Like if you so, do well, if you do it, is essentially the next one you're going to talk about, which is well, smart exports. <laughs> smart exports. So uh, this is where you can actually gain some revenue from the assets that you have. Yeah, yeah the, the idea there. Um, you know, exporting at the right time and getting more value is, is another great thing. So, so I, I think all of this really is showing this shift, right? Mm. Uh, and, and the more and more that you can get that into the market, the more it can't be ignored, right? Yeah. And the more that we have to find the solution to be able to adopt all these things at the right price. Right, yeah. amazing, amazing. How about NEM expansion? That's, that's the, a really important one, because a lot of people, maybe about 13, 14, 15,000 people have NEM net metering systems. Yeah. And now we have this, uh, I think there's a basic clarification kind of still pending on how it should operate, but we have an understanding that you can expand your NEMs as long as they're non-export. Thought about that at all? Mm. Um, so what you're saying is that uh, you know, yeah, this one I haven't really uh, researched very much, um, but you know, adding to that system as a you know prior independent power producer, of course, if I extended or added to my system at the price that I had arranged for in a contract a while ago, I would likely have issues with the utility that I was selling power yeah. to, right? <laughs> um, However, you know, it's really what are we talking about here? Are we talking about, as you said, you know, as long as you're not exporting, you know, that, that's going to be the debatable part. I think that you, you still should because you want to be able to control your energy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to be able to do something like that. Just yeah. And energy use has changed over time. Yeah. I and mean, we, we didn't have um, 10 years ago when, when early NEMS were installed. Um, First of all, the equipment has degraded over the 10 years, but you also didn't have the plethora of electric vehicles out there that yeah. you do now, and these are huge energy. Well, the, there's part monsters. of the code. There's a yeah. county code that actually says if you actually if you export, yeah. you now become a, a, almost like a utility. Oh, and you're yeah. subject yeah. to those yeah. laws, yes. right? That's the right. whole wheeling conversation. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yeah. If wheeling so, goes through, so our, our own <laughs> provisions and our code need to be amended gotcha. to, to accommodate that type of. Awesome. Well, I, I'll tell you what, gentlemen, the mark of a good show is when you don't have enough time to finish the most basic. <laughs> we really got into it right away. I really appreciate you coming on board the Solar Coaster and sharing your knowledge and your experience and your vision for the future. Certainly come back. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, hey, folks, this has been the Solar Coaster. We're a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. Thank you, sponsors. Uh, it's been a great show, guys. Have a lovely weekend. Have a great, a great weekend. <laughs> Hello, everybody.